Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Know Your Gear QA 136 on Black Friday or whatever you call it if you're not from the US. Uh, <laughs> if you even have a thing like today, today is like the kickoff. Uh, oh. Let me shut that off. Maybe not. Um, what, uh, uh, I don't know. This is the kickoff of like uh, sales in the U.S. for the holidays, you know, right to Christmas and stuff. So this is a, a big day in the U.S. Uh, it was funny here where I live. <laughs> uh, we got hit by um, a storm last night and it was actually labeled a tornado. Very minor in the grand scheme of things. But for for where I live in Arizona, there isn't tornadoes. So to get woken up at four in the morning with your phone saying take shelter immediately. um <laughs> <laughs> as a public service announcement was kind of kind of strange um but i was thinking uh when i was uh you know checking to make sure everything was fine around the house i was thinking i'm like isn't people aren't people in line in tents uh in front of stores right now and i was thinking that's uh man that's uh there's no sale good enough for that as far as i'm concerned <laughs> to sit through a through a a, a tornado. Um, real quick before we get started, uh, if you're new to this uh, podcast live show, this is number 136. And when the rebroadcast happens, all the questions and things we talk about are timestamped below. I timestamped them. And also you can watch or stream this, I should say, stream this uh, podcast or download it on iTunes and other platform, podcast platforms, uh, which is the seems to be preferred method of this live uh, broadcast. So make sure you do that. And um also, before I get started, I usually do the patron supporters at the end, which I will, but I want to say uh, hello to some new ones. Uh, Jose Benito Martinez Jr. just became one of the uh, super patrons that uh, promote the show. You know, this is who sponsored the show, the top tier patrons. And also Martin Leahy, uh, and I, I hope I'm saying that right, Lee, Leah, Lee, it's, I think I'm saying it right, Lee, Martin Lee, uh, is uh, is also uh, to, up to the status to to sponsor the podcast show. Thank you guys so much for that. And also Steve Bowden, Pascal and Josh Weiss and Steve keys also, also jumped on as, uh, as, as regular patrons. And of course they support everything I do as well, but uh, the, the top tier patrons are dedicated for this live broadcast every Friday. Um, so that's that. And then before, so we can get to the business part and get it out of the way. Um, I put links in the description down below. Of course, there's going to be a black Friday sale. There's 20% off on the merch. I think that's just expected if you don't do a, a discount on your merch. However, what I did do, uh, uh, is I, um, where's that? <laughs> I did something special. I didn't want to just give a sale on the shirts and stuff. So what I did is let me go to screen share. And show you real quick, we added two new shirts today. So it's not just that there's a sale. The sale is uh, is, is irrelevant. It's that there's two new shirts. There's a Sharpen My Axe shirt and there's a It's Just Gear Math shirt. Uh, that was requested by you guys. So those are shirts that uh, were literally requested by you guys. I thought, hey, let's release them. And I was going to release them last week, um, but... Uh, let me remove that. But I was afraid to release the shirts and then a couple days later go, by the way, they're on sale. I thought that was a pretty messed up thing to do to people. So, <laughs> so I released them when stuff's on sale. So there you go. Uh, anyways, take advantage if you if you feel you need to. Um, uh, what else? Uh, let's uh, let's jump into some questions. I'm sure you have some. There's already 300 people on live, and I was watching some early questions uh, before I was when I was loading everything up. So let me hit some of that stuff, and uh, let's let's find. Hold on. I'm looking at two screens now. This is something new. 
and I don't see where my left screen matches up with my right screen. In other words, what I'm seeing you guys say. So, huh. Something else to mention that if you ask a question on the show, oh, we start it with the question mark. You can end it with a question mark as well, but it's a fast way to know for me to know if you're asking a question or if you're giving me a statement or you're talking to each other. Um, so let's try this. This one is from Lincoln Johnson. Hey, Phil, I'm looking to add something different to my collection, either a Dan Electro 64 XT or a Sterling St. Vincent. Wow, well, two guitars after my own heart. Uh, I want something a little retro. What are your thoughts? Hmm, you know, <laughs> those are tough. Uh, the Dan Electro, here's what I can tell you. I thought the Dan Electro 64 XT had a, a really cool sound. It was very unique. It was a great sounding instrument and it definitely would add something to your collection that is different because I'm odds are you're not going to have something with pickups like that and sounds like that. The St. Vincent is just a really cool guitar. Um, I like the St. Vincent. I, I think I mentioned this uh, last year when I did my when I do my end of year recap where I where I talk about everything I reviewed or, or purchased or whatever I did and um, whether I still kept it or what happened. The St. Vincent was was sold to my buddy Mike. Um and the main reason for selling it, besides the fact that he said, if you ever sell it, I want it, was in my, I got it in my head I was going to buy the premium edition one. And it just didn't work out. Um, and it was only because the St. Vincent I bought was blue, and I love the blue, but I had so many Lake Placid blues. I still have so many Lake Placid. I have, to, I have a lot of blue guitars. I don't know what it is. I gravitate towards blue and green guitars. And then after a while, you're like, kind of want something different. I really wanted a St. Vincent in a different color. Um, but if I was going to pick one of the two, I would probably pick the Dane Electro 64. And it's tough for me to say that. And here's why. Because I have a great relationship with the Dane Electro people. Um, they've been really uh, great uh, at sending product to the to the channel for review and stuff. And um, St. Vincent, uh, so you know, Music Man, Sterling Music Man did send me one guitar. Uh, and I reviewed that guitar. After I did the St. Vincent, they said they liked it, but then I never heard from again. So I kind of assumed that, I don't know. I don't know if they didn't like what I did or, or if it just didn't vibe right. The video did really well, but you know, sometimes it happens. Companies reach out, you work with them for a minute and then you never hear from them again. Um, but, uh, but that being said, I have worked with both companies, but I do have a, a stronger relationship with Dane Electro. So I'm just saying that because I want you to know that because I'm telling you, I like the Dane Electro more and it just happens. You know, if it was the other way around, I wouldn't say anything, but it's, it's tough. I just want you to know I'm saying that because I really do like it. Obviously, I'm also biased because I really like my Dan, Dan Electro 59S uh, NOS. I own two of them. so uh, And I had three of them. I gave one away uh, uh, to a patron and um, uh, but I because I thought three was too many. Because <laughs> it is. Uh, two is too many. I don't know why I have two of them. I just do. Okay. Um, let me switch over. Let me let me see how I fix this. Got a super chat. Can I click on that? I'm trying to figure out how this works. So if I click on one, you guys can see it. But if I click on a super chat, how does that work? But you can't see it? Give me a second, guys. Technical difficulties when I'm trying new stuff. Here it is. This has got to be it. There it is. Here's a super chat from Mark K. Uh, says, hi, Phil. I have a 2002 PV Classic 30, and I can't get desirable tone and at the man cave volume okay yeah yeah so i'm assuming man cave volume is low volume i'm just assuming um can you tell me about it and suggest upgrades uh blues rock well i'm a big fan of the pv classic 30 
Um, it's weird that they're made in China now because I say weird because I can't see or detect anything when I've AB'd the American versus the made in China. Anything quality in the sound, nothing sparked as like, wow, they really dropped the quality. Um, but of course, you know, I'm an American I, and I like a uh, gear that obviously holds value as well. So I'm, a, I have a, I'm attached to the more of the American made old PV classic. It's just a, a day, you know, days of the past that kind of sit with me. Well, um, my get my, my thing with you, with your, your uh, question would be, I wouldn't get rid of that amp. That's a great amp. If you're having a problem with getting the amp to sound great at a lower volume, and I'm assuming again, that's the issue. Um, which I think I, I got a good tone out of it in a low volume, but I would definitely look at just putting a pedal in front of it for that type of play, that that time. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's a great pedal platform amp. You, I don't know what I could suggest to you like that that's better than that. You can definitely check out a ton of amps that have great uh, tone with lower volumes, but price-wise, just giving you a suggestion, Mark, I would look at getting a really good pedal. Now, when I think of the classic 30 tone, so what I would do is get a pedal that has that vibe. Um, and there's a ton of great pedals. Um, like behind me, uh, my Lawrence Petros, I, I can't see here. Let's do that. For those of you guys are listening, I'm pointing, trying to point out a Lawrence Petros 87. 87 would be a good pedal. Uh, my DS, uh, or my SD1 by Boss uh, is a great pedal for that amp. There's a ton of great pedals that have that kind of same blues rocky crunch to it. So uh, I would I would look at that option if, if I was in your position. Here's another super chat. Uh, it's BK. He says, is Sterling, Sterling Ray 35 any good? I have not tried it yet. Love the looks and the music man sound worried about the neck. My hands are very small. Um, so the Sterling Ray 35 is good. I, I, the ones I've played are, are great. And here's what I would say about music man as a whole. I have a Petrucci music man. Um, oh, I was going to grab it, but it's not in the rack. It was in the rack yesterday. And by the way, hold on, please, please be patient with me guys. I need to turn off the autofocus on this camera. Sorry. It defaults back to autofocus sometimes. Okay, so um, what I was going to tell you was I love Music Man guitars. I love the quality. I love the sound. The one thing I don't love about Music Man guitars, even though they play so good, is the necks are kind of small, and I have kind of bigger hands. So I don't really like tiny necks or really large necks. I kind of like everything in like, you know, uh, Goldilocks syndrome, right? In the middle. I like the Fender Medium C neck. That seems like to be the neck that appeals to me the most. That being said, if you have small hands, that neck's made for you. Those are great, great necks uh, for smaller hands. I, I highly recommend those to uh, players with smaller hands. So um, that's something to check out. Let's go to a non-super chat question. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me show this one. It says DR Dr. 2C. I'm going to say Dr. 2C. It's probably DR 2C, but Dr. 2C says, hey, Phil. Ah, uh, just says, hey, but I'm assuming he means me. Love your channel videos. Wondering if you could answer my question. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, uh, I'm just a bedroom guitarist of uh, 15 years now, and I've been playing through a Line 6 Spider Valve. Okay, since basically day one. What's the question? <laughs> I might have got confused on this one. Uh, so uh, the Spider Valve is a fantastic amp. It's one of my favorite. I had a spider valve line six head, loved it, and it broke. It went dead on me. And so, you know, it was one of those scenarios. I can tell you the exact scenario. It, I bought it and it went dead within about five months. And I really love that amp, man. I was, 
using it all the time. When it died, I contacted Line 6. I was a Line 6 dealer, so I thought this is a no-brainer, no right? I've had it for about six, seven months, maybe. And they told me that it was warrantied for parts but not labor and because uh, it's 90 days labor and one-year parts and or something like that. Maybe it was a couple years parts, but whatever it was, it was just out of warranty. And I was like, really? That's That sucks. Um, so uh, I took it to my buddy to have fixed and... He's a great repair guy, but sometimes slow and he took forever and he had it for months. And finally, what happened was when he got it fixed for me and he contacted me, I kind of already found a new amp and fell in love. And so I sold it to him dirt cheap. I believe he still has it. So, you know, and still uses it to this day. Um, he loved it. He said after he fixed it, it was great. Um, and it was just a component and went, went bad. So that being said, I love those amps. And if you can pick them up for short money, although I think their reputation is starting to catch up with them because every time I, I think about getting one again, I go out there and look and they've, they've definitely doubled in price. So there you go. Um, what else? And I also have my itinerary today. Excuse me. Um, hold on. Let me check off some stuff because I have stuff I want to talk about as well. Um, and sometimes you guys actually ask questions that have to do with what I'm talking about. So I don't just go to my itinerary unless it makes sense. Okay. What else? Let me scroll for some things. I think I missed some super chats. I'm looking at a new screen. So I don't want to lose. Here's Andrew Stevens, uh, says Mark needs to get the JHS little amp that goes into the effects loop and acts as a master volume or boss G seven. So he doesn't have to get a new amp. Yeah. Andrew, that's a great suggestion. I have a video on that and how I use a, an EQ in the effects loop. Um, I didn't suggest that to him because believe it or not, my experience, which could be just again, it's worth trying. My experience with the PV platform, the classic series amps, is that when you attenuate them, they still get a fizzy kind of sound. I, I, I think that's what he's talking about. Again, I'm assuming a lot in that question. In my experience with the PV amps, which I love, the classic series amps, they are like Marshalls, not sound-wise, but Marshalls to me and PV classic amps have this problem where they hit sweet spots and they sound so amazing and then when you're not on those sweet spots they have a tone that you know it's not desirable in the in the pv sense there's a fizziness to pv that just when you get to the right spot all of a sudden it's just like that's a great tone but then it doesn't so sometimes attenuating it in the back or it's not really attenuating it's just putting it through the effects loop but yeah it's a worth to try um i would definitely use a i use a volume pedal or a, an eq pedal i prefer an eq pedal in the effects loop to do that because i can beef up anything that kind of thins out uh, if it, if it does that. So great suggestion, Andrew. Very good. Um, let's see what else. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Dovey Doss. Hey, what's up, Dovey Doss? If you guys don't know Dovey Doss's channel, he's a great channel, very large channel and very talented individual, uh, and crazy. He's a crazy fun guy to talk to, uh, and hang out with and, uh, watch his videos. He says, do you speed up your playing videos? <laughs> he's referring to the fact that this week I decided to have some fun and put a video on my Instagram of me playing, but in fast forward mode, uh, because there was a lot of videos this week about, uh, people speeding up, you know, Instagram players, I guess, is speeding up their videos. And um, what's funny is, uh, and I think that's why I kind of made the video I made. Uh, what's funny about that was all these players that they said, you know, sped up their videos or they're assuming may have sped up their videos. It was funny to me because I always thought, I thought the playing that they probably sped up from was probably impressive. That's what was really interesting to me. Uh, on a side note, I don't want to go too much on this tangent. It was weird. 
I get where if somebody mathematically or not, I don't know, mathematically is a word. I get if somebody kind of, uh, you know, videotaped themselves playing something note per, for note, but couldn't actually play it. Right. And then edited it together that it sounded like they could play it. That's one thing. But these guys were great players who just wanted to be, you know, 10% better. It really shows how competitive a a market can be that somebody who has talent has to actually speed up their stuff right it's kind of like to me watching that was like the equivalent of watching somebody who can really sing auto-tune themselves <laughs> right it was like what that's so weird why why auto-tune something that already sounds good but it was funny so yeah he i i did that if you guys saw on instagram i posted it it, it went over well it was funny so um very very fun Okay, uh, let's see. Hold on. And, I, and I'm and i afraid, guys, let me know if I'm missing a super chat because I'm trying this new screen and I have my old screen to my left so I don't lose stuff. Um, let's see. Uh, this is probably a good time to talk about something I want to talk about. This week, I got something cool. I also posted this on Instagram. Gearman Dude sent me a coily cable of love. I want to point out how cool that is um, because, not because I got a, a cable, that. That would be cool. But what's really cool is there's a backstory I wanted to share. Um, I'll put a link in the description when I talk about this. In the uh, in the first GitCon, I met Gearman Dude. And I did a video with him. It's on my channel. It's from two years ago. And in the video, I was complaining that there's no Gearman Dude coily cable of love. You know, uh, if you guys don't know who this is, please, like I said, check out the link. He's what I call an OG. He's one of the YouTubers that were literally putting out content for years and years before YouTube even paid people, before products were mostly, you know, I mean, slowly it started happening, but before products were sent to YouTubers, this was just somebody who was trying to share their passion for stuff. Uh, and then they were, the, you know, the, the most sincere, right? I mean, it was literally not like, hey, I'm going to create a channel so I can get paid or I'll get this stuff. It, it was a really interesting community that was started. And these guys did it. And he always had his snakeskin boots and this coily cable love. Well, he gave, sent me a really nice email and said, hey, because of that video, uh, they decided to do the cable. So he decided he didn't put his name on the cable. It just says love on the cable. I put a link already because I knew I was going to talk about this. If you want to buy one of these cables, I, I'm afraid to open it out of the package. I'm going to, but I'm afraid to because I really want this. This is to me because I do YouTube. This is something that shows like, I, I guess this is how I guess a rock band would feel if they met their idols. You know what I mean? This is someone who I used to watch their videos and go, man, that is so fun what he's doing. Wouldn't it be fun one day if I did that? I watched those videos before I even had a moment's thought to ever do a YouTube video. So very cool cable. For those of you guys who are nostalgic and thought it was cool, this stuff is cool. He's still a great channel. I still watch his videos. Uh, and uh, I suggest you guys check out the link for both the cable and his videos if you don't already do so. And uh, let me, that's funny. I just put coily cable of love. So for, you know, a long time, I'll start the controversy again. For a long time, everybody thought, because he never showed his face or anything, they thought it was Jack Black. Uh, <laughs> there was a big debate that Jack Black was secretly gear man dude. You know, uh, and now, now think of this. Now Jack Black has a YouTube channel. So there you go. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And Ben Combs put a link to the cable. I have a link down below as well. So uh, thank you, Ben, for being on top of that, man. That's awesome. Uh, also, check out Ben Combs' channel. I'll put a link when I index that as well. I uh, especially check out the video I did with him because uh, it was cool. It was one of my favorite live shows because it was really interactive, uh, even more so than we get to here because there's 550 of us here now on a Black Friday 
it was great to be on a channel uh, like Johnny Bean's channel as well. Whenever I get to be on channels, Cheddar Kung Pals, when I get to be on channels, not that I don't love that everybody joins up on these live shows and hits all this stuff, but I miss so many comments here. Um, you know, it just sucks. Uh, it's just, but it's great that we, you know, we want to be here, but it's nice when I'm on a channel where literally we hit 90% of the questions. It was great. So check out that video. Um, this new super chat, I'm going to do a super chat. It has, is just from Donald Fisher for 10. I don't know. It says CA. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's something $10 cash, but he's got a new year gear shirt. That's awesome. Donald. Thank you. Appreciate that. I got one too. I got the subdued shirt <laughs> on. Oh, Somebody asked me last week, but it, I, it came in too late. Somebody asked me, what is this hat that I'm wearing? And uh, and uh, because and I never thought about it. It probably looks strange, you guys. It's a Vans hat. It looks like a check mark in a box, but it's a Vans hat. It's just the Vans logo as a check mark. Um, I never thought about it that it probably didn't come across as a Vans hat. So maybe one day I'll have a Know Your Gear hat. That's probably the most requested thing I get is, is people ask me to do a Know Your Gear hat. I just haven't got there yet. <laughs> so, so we finally got to, we're prototyping. If you guys have been watching uh, the show lately, you notice I'm wearing a Dickies work shirt. Cause that's what I really wear. I work on guitars all day. So I wear a work shirt, Dickies work shirts. Um, so I finally had some new year gear ones made. Uh, and, um, and uh, we had some other ones made. And anyways, right now the patrons are uh, helping me test them. We have to ship them to the patrons, figure out what shipping cost is, because that's something I can't outsource. We have to do that in-house. So we're doing something. We made the special one for them, and then everybody else will get one uh, when we announce it later. But it'll be a little while. It's going to take a while. My wife's single-handedly working that project. And uh, thank her for I thank her for doing that. It's a lot of work, um, especially since I demanded... I want to say demanded. That sounds horrible. I asked for stitching shirts. I didn't want uh, silkscreen shirts. And the only ones we could find on the internet shippable from a third-party source were silkscreen. So that's why we have to do it internal here because I need them to be stitched. I need them a certain way. So there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, okay, here's a question. I don't know why I'm answering this. Gunky Zip, hey Gunky Zip says, uh, uh, <laughs> now you can replicate the Huey Lewis hip to be square video. <laughs> I think the joke was almost there. It almost landed. It was good though. Good try. Um, the next one was Joe Harvey says, Phil is speed picking a way to show off to girls. Joe, you need to go on the internet because if you're not paying attention, man, all the really amazing speed picking players I keep seeing are girls. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it feels it, it is. It is definitely crazy. The amount of girls I say we say girls don't sound horrible. Sounds like girls. I'm a dad and my daughter's, you know, so I think a girls, you know, anybody that's not my age is a girl. I'm sorry. So I don't mean to disrespect to women. But uh, when I go on YouTube, that's what I see. Lots of girls that can just rip it up, man. It's, it's like, actually it's, it's impressive to see uh, not, not a girl shredding. It's just impressive to see so many, like you, you wonder all these years, where were they at? They were out there, obviously. It's just now we, there's a platform for them to be seen. It's funny how the guitar magazines, I don't want to like hammer the guitar magazines, but it's funny. Like, how is it possible as soon as there's an environment where people can self-publish, right? How is it possible all these gear 
aficionados are out here. How is it possible all these female guitar players came out of nowhere? They couldn't have just learn to play guitar in the, in the minute it took for this new phenomenal kick, kick out. It's just funny to me to see once you create an environment of self-publishing, how much hidden talent was out in the world that we didn't see because the powers that be just showed us the same thing over and over again. So, uh, and I think that because it's, it, it really came down to whenever we liked anything, uh, us guitar players, musicians, the powers that be, the people that put product in front of us and put players in front of us went out and looked for identical things like what we already liked and didn't, didn't think to look at other things. So I thought that was really cool. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we got? We have, hold on. Uh, I'm going to try. I'm just clicking on the questions. We'll try. Joe says, uh, thoughts on P90 size humbuckers for the neck on an SG. Uh, I play an R&B band and punk rock band. R&B uh, bands need something a little bit more single coiled at times, blending both pickups and pushing amp uh, too hard. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah. So thoughts on the P90 size humbuckers? Uh, you know, Seabird Duncan makes the fat cat. I dig that pickup. Um, Gibson makes one, but it's not called the P94, right? It's called the P. I always mess this up. P50 something. Somebody will put a link in the description, I'm sure. Uh, uh, or I'll put a link to it. Uh, but uh, that's what I put in the, uh, when I did the Sharp Max with Phil X, that's what I put in his, in his, uh, that Sharp Max Phil X guitar. I put a, a P90 size Gibson, which is called the P54 or something like that. I, I always forget that number. Somebody will say it hopefully in a second in the comments. Anyways, uh, I really like that pickup as well. And then also um, the, another uh, pick out uh, pickup that I've tried. Um, I think Bare Knuckles makes a good one too. But the, another one that I've tried to really like is the P Rails by Seymour Duncan, which has a P90, a single coil, and a humbucker, and you can get the uh, the switching system for it. It's really cool. I I did a video. It's one of my first videos I ever did on my channel of the switching system, but not the P Rails. Maybe I need to do a P rail sharpen my axe with how I wire that up because it's really cool and very easy. So another inside note uh, to everyone, the, uh, the, obviously you see there's a sharp max shirt. More importantly though, there's a sharpen my axe episode coming out next Friday. And then every week after that until the end of the year. So four more episodes for the end of the year. Um, the, uh, the two are edited and done and two have to be finished up, but I, I have two weeks to finish those. So I don't feel like that's going to be a problem. Um, since it's mostly editing at this point. Okay, so very cool. What else do we got? Um, well, something else I just want to mention. Big thank you to everyone this week. I did a video this week for uh, Orangewood Acoustics, uh, why a solid top is important. And it was, uh, a, uh, I uh, got Orangewood to to donate two guitars and lessons to Guitars for Vets. Um, and it's really cool. I want to talk about that. One, to thank you guys, everyone who either supported Orange Wood Guitars by buying product from them or anyone who just donate, did donations to um, Guitars for Vets. It was a really big deal for me. I was trying to do it on Veterans Day. I was trying to do something and I, I was really frustrated. This is why I'm sharing. It was really shocking to me. And I don't mean this to be disrespectful in any companies, but it was. I thought I, I actually approached a, a half a dozen companies about doing promotions where, Hey, I would like to do a video. You're asking me to review product or check out product. I would be willing to do that. Um, and basically, uh, you know, send me whatever you want me to send, but, uh, I'd ask that you donate something to guitars for vets. Cause I thought, Hey, cause it's, cause it's veterans day and I wanted to do something. And what, what I found was, uh, and Orangewood was the exception. The companies were willing to pay 
to donate stuff for guitars for vets as long as i didn't mention it in their video in other words they just so basically what i'm getting at is they were willing to pay me to do a video and if i wanted to just donate to guitar for vets i could which i can do that without anybody's help you know what i mean i can just do that anyways if a company pays me i guess i could just donate it too i do a lot of donation anyways my point is it was really dis disheartening to see that companies didn't want the the thunder because that's what hap that's why they don't want this it has nothing to do with veterans so you guys i don't want anybody getting upset like oh who, who doesn't love veterans or or in this country or whatever it's not a political statement is what i'm trying to say what it was is i understand that if you do a review they don't want you to talk about other things because it takes the inertia away from their getting review that's basically what I'm getting at. So I just want Orangewood to have the accolade that they deserve. It was a really cool video and it didn't produce the views I, I was hoping it would, um, which is fine, except for, like I said, I was hoping to get more excitement about that, but just wanted to share that with you. I thought that was cool. And th I just really wanted to thank all of you guys that made it as successful as it was. So very cool of you guys. Thank you. Um, what else do we got? We got Chris Thomas. He says, hey, Phil, can you suggest a good humbucker to mod an Infinity Strat for under 50 bucks? Yeah, I like some of the guitar fetish products uh, for pick uh, humbuckers for under the price point. Um, I've decided, as you guys know, I've mentioned this last two live shows that starting next year, I'm going to be doing 50 pickup sets to review next year. That is what I've, I've, I've assessed or not assessed. I should say that's what I've kind of made sure I've made my new year's resolution. I'm going to do, I'm going to try to do more than that. But um, because of this reason, uh, I plan to, to actually review Every kind of pickup. So, you know, not just tie in boutique pickups, not just brand name pickups. Uh, I plan to review Epiphone pickups. I'm going to review, uh, you know, the, the pickups that come in a, in a glary guitar. I'll review those. I'm going to review every kind of pickup I can get my hands on. And so you guys know, this is the most um, uh, craziest thing I've decided to undertake since doing YouTube. What I'm doing, and it's too early to announce, but I'll give you, just because Chris has got a question and it's hard to answer these questions right now about pickups because of what I have coming, because I feel like the answer is going to be even better. Here's what I got coming, Chris. I, I'm having a custom guitar built. It's, it's basically done. It'll be here soon. That is going to let me to interchange pickups. And I mean inter interchange any pickups, actives, passives, single coils, B90s, TV Jones, anything. I can load in this guitar. More importantly, I had a custom cabinet made. I have a, a, I have a set, custom setup for the mic. So every video I do will have the same cabinet, same speaker, same amp, same mic, same recording settings, same guitar. Um, everything will be the same so that as I do these videos, you guys can reference back. I'm trying to build the what I feel is going to be the most elaborate catalog of pickups uh, to, to listen to uh, in YouTube. Um, not because of, and different than normally my videos where it's like about, you know, what, what do I think of this or how do I interpret this? This is literally, I put so much thought into how this is going to happen. Um, because of that fact that, oh, by the way, Gibson pickups, PRS pickups, Friedman pickups. I mean, I like, I'm reaching out to every kind of company because I want you guys to be able to say, you know, if you have a question like this, what's a great pickup? I'll be able to to show you guys all the comparisons, all the pickups, and you guys can judge off the off the audio. So, um, the only thing I haven't decided if I will play the same riffs every time. I think I should, so you know. Um, so I was thinking about maybe four riffs in every video, and they're the same in every video as well. I'm obviously you can tell what I'm going for. I'm going for, like I said, a catalog of reviews that allows you, if you wanted to, to pick any two or three videos and do comparisons of, of any kind of product. 
So, so there, you know, that's what I'm up to. It's been a long project and it's coming along and, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Um, what else do we got? We have, I know we have a super chat. Hold on. Uh, Steve, I'm just going to try to try to pick a non super chat. Um, Oh, it's Dr. Tusi again. Wondering what you would recommend to play through headphones as a replacement for my spider valve. Oh, okay. So we're back to the spider valve. Uh, that uh, it's too loud for my new apartment. Can't afford a Helix or a head rush, unfortunately. Alternative. Um, okay. So the Helix, if you wanted a great headphone pr product, I, I can tell you wh what I'm using. I'm using the Helix Stomp. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. I have the more GE... 200 and it is almost as good and when i say almost it's a sound preference i think the helix just kind of a little bit better and every just a little bit better but the more half the price with a wah pedal built in a drum machine and you can access the looper i still have not figured out how to access the helix stomps looper without adding an extra foot switch to it so um that, I don't know if that's out of your budget. It's 300 bucks, but I would definitely check that out. I do have a video coming where I will be comparing those two products. So, you know, I have a Helix versus the GE 300 and I have a Helix Stomp versus the GE 200 uh, videos. So those are, uh, those are, there's a queued up as well. The, unfortunately though, uh, Dr. Tusi, the bigger ones come first. I'm doing the bigger pedals first. So, and this isn't a, which one's better. It's just, I wanted to show you guys what I liked about, like what I just said, what I like about each one. Feature set, the GE 300, our GE 200 by more is got way more features or more features and it's, uh, it's half the price. That's what I would check out. But by the way, if that's out of your price range for 300 bucks, headphone amps, oh man, come on. There are so many great ones out there by Zoom. Uh, you can get old ones by, um, Korg, the old Korg units. There's tons of great headphone amps out there. Um, and don't forget your laptop, man. If you have a laptop or an iPad, you can get an, uh, any kind of interface, like an iRig interface and plug it in and play any kind of, uh, uh, you know, I did the X-Stomp, uh, X-Sonic pedals. Um, oh, it's, I, I have it. I, that's what I use, the X-Sonic. I did a video on that. Plug into that, plug into your laptop or your iPad and use any kind of software, man. The, the, the It just can't, they're just, in the headphone world, there's just a million choices. The only thing I would say is stay away from the little cheapy, uh, you know, $50 plug-in things. Those are for travel. I would not want to recommend that for someone who's going to be at home. If you're going to be at home, have, have everything. And by the way, once you, if you go, I will tell you the advantage though, if you go with your laptop or an iPad uh, or any kind of computer interface, now you can add in drum loops, you can add in recording. And if that's not your goal, that's fine. But now you're in a forum where or a platform that allows those things. It can allow you growth and maybe you'll start recording music. You know, you'll have everything there. Why not just start doing it? So that's why I do it late at night. It's, uh, it's not even volume of with my family. It's like, I start recording stuff. And so recording stuff, you want interfaces, something to think about. Um, hold on a second. Uh, this is Steve long. Thank you, Steve long for the super chat. It says happy Thanksgiving, Phil. No question today. Thanks for the clarity review. Uh, I have one myself and I'm surprised that a 60 guitar dollar guitar was usable. Yeah. You know, that video, I did that video. Uh, it's funny. I got to share a funny story. Somebody sent me a comment and it cracked me up. Uh, very, very, very rarely do trolls do anything that gets me like, kind of what? <laughs> the best troll comment I got on that video was, 
that because uh, I did, I mentioned that I I got Glary to donate the two guitars to one of our viewers, uh, Andrew, who's a, a teacher who does after school programs for kids, and they said you did a positive review to get them to donate this stuff, and it made me laugh because I thought I I don't know if that that is a testament to what a good person I would be or a bad person. I mean, is the comment that I would literally lie to people in a review to give a stranger I don't know a couple guitars. <laughs> I don't know what the motivation would be there, but even if that was my motivation, how funny would that be as a thing? But that's not why I did the video. I did the video. So, you know, on the glary guitars, because I, as you guys know, I make no qualms about this. I don't like fakes. And when I talk about fakes, I don't mean, you know, if you guys go to uh, AliExpress or whatever, and you have a chips in made and you put your name on it, that's fine. And if, but what I don't like is, uh, fakes in the idea that somebody's trying to make something look like uh, illegally what it is. In other words, you know, I don't mean like making the body shapes and stuff look like it is. If you put Fender on a headstock, uh, you know, or Gibson on a headstock and the idea that you're trying to confuse somebody, that seems a little strange to me uh, besides illegal. It just seems like, especially if you're doing it for yourself. To me, Glary guitars, so you guys know, I another thing just for you guys to have reference of, uh, there's, all, there's comments on the video how much you guys like the guitars. Obviously, I agree with you. Sixty dollars for a guitar sent to a to to a beginner is is just it's a great deal. I mean, I don't know what to say. But so you guys know, there was something that I maybe mistakenly didn't put in the video that was probably useful information. A lot of people were making comments about the because the guitar is so cheap that there's horrible working conditions for the factory. This is could be true right? Unfortunately, you know, unless you've been to their factory, you don't know. But what I can tell you about those glary guitars, which is important is, is that we used to buy those guitars because they come, those, those same guitars come with many different companies names on them. We used to buy those same guitars as a dealer during Christmas time and sell them for 120. And we would buy guitars right now as a dealer, you can buy guitars like you guys can for 65 bucks and sell them for 100, 120 bucks as starter pack guitars, all kinds of brands. I can name 50 brands right now that are all these import little cheapy brands. My point is, is that if you think that somehow the $65 Glary guitars is somehow worse condition guitar than the 120, just understand all Glary guitars did is they realized they had a shrinking mom and pop store market and they go, okay, but we now have a forum in which we can sell directly. They're just selling the guitars they were selling to stores at Christmas time to you guys direct. If you have a problem with the guitars, I understand, but have a problem with every $100 and $120 guitar too, because they are the same guitars. They're literally just selling you the guitars directly using influencers or whatever you want to call it and internet platforms. That's what's different. So, I just want you guys to understand this stuff because this channel is about kind of understanding stuff and, and being smart enough to know what's really going on. That's what's really going on. They didn't figure out how to make a guitar cheaper than everybody else. They just literally had to figure out how to bypass a middleman to go straight to consumer. And they're probably making about $10 per guitar. So you guys know if they're lucky. So there you go. And when I also, this is the important part. When I say we buy those guitars as stores for 65 and $70, uh, we were buying them from wholesalers. In other words, that was somebody in the US who bought them from a manufacturer and was wholesaling to us as dealers. So that'll give you a how, idea how crazy cheap you can make a guitar. So there you go. I've seen guitars as, as in a wholesale market as low as $16. So, you know, recently. <laughs> so it, it's crazy how cheap a guitar can be made, uh, whether you like it or not. Uh, 
Dizzy Duke says, Phil, I like your lighting. I working on the lighting. I'm working on the, you know, this change. I thought this was cool. Kind of like the vibe, a little more light on the face, a little, little darker in the background, a little change. Um, so there you go. We'll go with uh, Jan Jatna 77 says, uh, given level frets, why are some guitars capable of very low action without buzzing and others are not, no matter how you tweak them? That's a great question, especially since you're using the qualifier with uh, given level frets, because you are absolutely right. I can take multiple guitars. I can crown and level the frets to where technically where you, you know, and, and put them on a jig so the neck is bone straight and crown and level them so that they're literally as flat as can be. And yes, some guitars will have a little bit of sizzle. And there's a lot of things in there. First of all, keep in mind, one of the things that people don't think about is, is that when you play a guitar, the neck moves. You know what I mean? So stationary, yeah, what I've noticed is, this is what I've noticed in, in, as a, as a uh, consistency. As a consistency, thick necks will stay really stable and you can get really low action when they're made right because the fact that there's so much mass in the wood there, right? That the neck doesn't move. And that movement is what's causing all the problems. That's why carbon fiber necks almost always dead place, you know, smooth and perfect with no give. And some players don't like that. They like the neck to move. Whether or not you realize it or not, when you're playing, your neck is moving. It's moving back and forth. It's moving a little side to side. I mean, it's vibrating. The whole instrument's moving. So in my experience, that is part of the factor that causes that, uh, what causes one guitar. But then there's other factors too, the type of bridge you're using, the type of nut, how much tension is uh, is, is applied, uh, string gauge. But in your question, we're going with, if two guitars are identical and they have been crowned and leveled, why would one have a buzzing tone in the, in the action where the other one doesn't? It could be as simple as the density of the neck. In other words, even if they're the same thicknesses, some necks are just denser. They have less moisture and they therefore harder and less, and they move less. But that is also the thing that people don't like to talk about. Uh, and I mean, people meaning manufacturers, guitar players, you know, as a whole, definitely the internet doesn't like this conversation, which is there, you have to understand that is no matter how much engineering thought you put into a guitar, there's a little bit of this, and I don't want to say mystery, but there's a little bit of mystery guitar that people just can't quantify. Here's how you know. If you look at so many items in the world, so many things, products, right? Uh, uh, you know, pedals and, uh, you know, and cars and, uh, and laptops and, and, and tablets and you name it, technology products, hammers, tools. There is a consistency there that is even at every price point, uh, a cheap hammer is very consistent, <laughs> whether it's consistently bad or consistently good. It doesn't matter. It's consistent guitars. If you notice when you go to factories, every factory, every company is fighting the inconsistency of guitars. And it's because there's still too much hands that have to touch a guitar, right? Whether that's good or bad, it doesn't matter. It's there is, there's a lot of hands that still have to touch a guitar to get finished, which creates inconsistencies where a machine would actually stop that from happening, which is why cheaper guitars are getting better and consistent because more machines are being involved. The other thing that's happening though, is that wood is just, it's like, it's like, to me, it's like fruit. <laughs> Please bear with me on this. Fruit is inconsistent, right? If you buy apples all the time, if you're a, a pie company and you buy apples all the time, sometimes the apples are going to be a little riper. Sometimes the apples are not. And so you, if you have, to, if they're not as ripe, you have to wait them out and then put them in the pies. So they're sweeter. 
you know, but you can only do what you can do. In other words, you only can work with the supply you have. If you look at manufacturing, when you go to these companies, they have to use the wood they have at the time. And there's inconsistencies out there. That's just why when you find a great guitar, you should really hold on to it because that's why it's so hard to find a second one and a third one and so on. Or you lose one. Uh, just cause I want to share it. Uh, Aaron says fruit is a gamble. Absolutely. You know, um, I, I, the reason I use that, uh, <laughs> is that a Seinfeld joke? That's awesome. Uh, fruit is a gamble. Uh, it's funny. Uh, I'm just mentioning the fruit analogy, uh, to the wood because my wife is, uh, one of her frustrations with me is that, uh, she buys fruit and if fruit is not a certain way, I won't eat it. So it doesn't matter. It's like, I, it's like, if it's too ripe, I don't eat it. If it's not ripe enough, I don't eat it. It's like, there's a sweet spot. And I think guitars are that same thing. Sometimes they hit this, that perfect spot, but there's just a lot of stuff going into it. Um, let's see. Ken Hall says, Hey, Phil, just watched your video with master builder, Ron Thorne again today for like the 10th time. Haha. <laughs> it was a great video. Those are the videos. See, we're talking about the magic. Those are the videos, man. My, my, my videos that I've, I've, I've loved the most and seem to do the best. All it can be is an idea. I had an idea. I said, when I was going to the event, I knew Ron Thorne was going to be there. I was actually very fortunate when I got there. No one really knew who Ron Thorne was. And I had known him uh, or known of him. I didn't know him personally. I known of him because of Ron, of his Thorne guitars, which are freaking fantastic uh because of the fact that he's done so much inlay work for so many major companies he's so well known he did the you know you guys know i'm a huge uh gem and universe fan uh i've been his fan he did the reissue swirls him and his wife dipped those swirls like at his house so if you look at those crazy seven thousand dollar swirls that they did for the seven strings a couple years ago he did those for Ibanez. um so, you know, I, I, what I didn't know was how cool of a duty was. So that's what made the video was awesome is I walked up to him and I said, Hey, Ron, would you like to do a video with me? And he said, sure. What would you like to do? And I said, I'd like to go to the store because we were outside. And I said, I'd like to go in the store and have you pick out uh, a squire. And, um, what was great was a lot of times you don't realize this as you create content like that. A lot of people go, you know, they just don't know what to do. And in in his in his in his let me put it this way to his credit he was just like all right <laughs> which is what made it great because if i had to explain anything to him we would have ruined the video what i'm saying is the magic of that video is literally he had no clue what we were doing he just went in the store with me and i said okay let's start so in fact that's why the video some people have noticed that in halfway through the video my mic shuts off it's because we were running so fast that no one noticed that somebody turned off my lapel mic. So we had to use a, I had to use a, 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 a software to enhance my side of, that's why my voice drops a little bit at the end. So, and that it tells you, like I said, it was just, we were running with it. So just, so thank you for the comment. And uh, like I said, I'm glad you liked it. I thought you liked the, the backstory of why, you know, videos like that do well. It seems like, you know I mean? You just, if I could regurgitate that. So, you know, if I, obviously that video was successful. Um, uh, that video is probably, probably one of my most successful videos on the channel because of the fact that it's so good and long that has a lot of commercials in it. So, I mean, it's a, it's a revenue maker for sure, where a lot of the times when you get a video that hits, you know, half a million or a million views, it's a short video. So it was just impressive. Trust me, if I could do that video over and over again, I would, that's the only video I would make every week. But like I said, that was magic in a bottle. So I'll try it as many times as I can, but you know, you just do what you can do. 
Okay. Uh, here's a super chat question. It says, how are we doing on time? We're doing great. Uh, JP says, always look forward to these live. Uh, oh, sorry. Always look forward to these and love your content. Thoughts on the current Gibson double cut P90 juniors. Um, I, I like them. Uh, the double cut P90 junior. I think I said this before. I want one in TV yellow. I've been wanting one for a long time. I don't know why I just don't pull the trigger. I think it's because one of the, one of the things that's weird about this YouTube channel thing is I tend to like, I, I just did a video this week where I, I did the Kiesel, the Nags and the Vola guitars. I bought the Vola back in July. I bought the Nags like a month and a half ago, month ago. And then I just bought the Kiesel and it was, I, I try to buy guitars that I think you guys are interested in that you guys talk about um and that i can make content with and you know and then i can churn the guitars sell them off and go the you know go um and um so sometimes guitars that i want like i really want a gibson double cut b90 i want one but it's weird it's strange uh, even my wife thinks it's strange that i don't buy the guitars i really want uh very often anymore i buy the guitars that i think that that would do well on the channel that you guys would be interested in. So, I mean, trust me, that sounds, uh, the way I sound, it sounds like I'm complaining. Please understand. I'm not complaining. This is the coolest thing ever to do. I mean, to buy a guitar just cause you know, you get to share with people is the coolest, coolest thing ever, but you do have to kind of curtail your, 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 your personal spending and stuff and what you do to focus on that. Um, and so you guys know, you guys literally ask, I, I, I get all your guys's questions. I get all your comments. You literally ask for Gibson the absolute least. I, I, I don't know what that is. You just don't, I think it's cause they get covered a lot on the internet. I'm not sure, but, um, it's the least thing you guys ask me to check out. Um, so there you go. And, 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 and one day, uh, I'll, I'll figure out how to get, uh, uh, you know, more interaction. So you guys know Kiesel reached out to me. I haven't had a chance to respond to him yet. Cause it was right before Thursday. Uh, Kiesel reached out and uh, said they loved the video I did. And that if I would like access to more of the guitars, they would happy to take care of that for me. So if you guys have suggestions, I, I say that definitely makes my life a lot easier because then I can just get a guitar and check it out. You know what I mean? Um, and then do the video <laughs> behind the guitar is very expensive. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Okay. Uh, let's see. What else? Well, let's do it for another question. Um, um, hmm. Okay. Here's a weird question. Dan says, what's the best way to store a tube amp for long periods of time? Uh, I had a time in there, but you guys understand. Um, the, the best thing you want to do is a tube amps. The biggest thing about technology, and this is pedals, amps, solid city amps, tube amps cover seal them so if you're if you're storing a tube amp for a short amount of time put a cover on it if you're storing it for a longer period of time i'd say over 30 days definitely seal it uh you know i don't know if you should wrap it in saran wrap but definitely seal it in a plastic bag here is why dust is what's going to create the problems on a tube amp um you know there's nothing that it, it, it's not going to corrode i mean obviously the caps dry out that happens you can't stop that no matter what you do. That's just time. Old, am old amps, the, the caps dry out. But 
Uh, that's a longer period of time. But what I'm saying is if you're storing an amp for a few months, I would seal it from all dust. Um, and that's because that's what's going to create a scratchy pot. That's what's going to create some issues for you. Other than that, the amp should be pretty cool. Obviously, that will also solve you if you have any issues with moisture, because that's another thing that can happen to amps is the moisture gets in there, on, especially in the wood and gets trapped in there and you can get mold or you can just... Uh, it gets damaged and starts falling apart and crumbling. I've seen like where a lot of amps have like particle board and the particle board crumbles from moisture. So seal it, just put it in a plastic bag. Uh, you can just use a hefty bag and seal it up, tape it up. And uh, that's what I do with mine uh, when I store them for long periods of time. Okay, here's a super chat from Michael. He says, hey, Phil, I have a question on where to look for information on sending you a guitar for sharpening, okay? And what guitar would you recommend as a... Uh, as a beefier neck than uh, to an ESP. Okay, so Michael, two two questions, uh, two answers. So sharpen my axe videos. Um, I don't have an official way to to send me a thing to, other than people have been sending me emails and we put them in a file and I pull them out. And I look at them to see if there's anything interesting. Sadly enough, I'm looking for guitars, certain guitars, because I'm trying to make the video each one different than the last one. You'll see on next week's, it's a totally different video than the other ones I did. What I'm trying to not do is the same thing every time, which is why they're tough to do. You can do mod videos out, you know, out the butt every day. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that, but every day you can do a mod video. But a Sharp Max video is a, is a theme. The idea is how do you look at a guitar and a player and then analyze uh, you know, what, what it is you would do to that. It's to give ideas for mods, not just to show you how to do them. So that's what I'm after. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, you can send it to me. It's at no ask, know your gear, uh, at gmail.com. You can send me anything and I'll put it in there. But like I said, I do get a lot of requests. It's, it's a uh, tough. Um, and I would like to also point out too, another thing that happened was for some reason, the sharp at my axe things, I don't know what it is. This, uh, so, side note, maybe this is good. I'll share some good news with you and some odd news. So I got some good news to share. Here's the good news. We're about to hit 57 million views late tonight, early tomorrow. So the channel have 57 million total views uh, on the YouTube channel, which is a crazy amount of views for a, a channel that's this young still. I mean, there's channels that have those views, but they... They've been doing this twice as long as this channel. So very impressed. Thank you. Cause that's you guys. That has nothing to do with me. I can't control how many views I get. You do. Um, so one, thank you guys for that. Second thing is this year we broke last year's numbers. In other words, we had more, uh, more views, more minutes consumed, um, more average views. So in other words, more, more of you, not so much total views cause, but every video you guys are watching more on average now than you did my average video when you divide them up by year i'm i'm actually growing that way those are very cool those are the numbers that that are that are heartwarming to me because it still means that there's still a lot of gear freaks out there especially when i hear from companies the companies do the opposite by the way guitar companies are telling me no one watches gear reviews no one likes gear anymore no one likes guitars and pedals it's all over they all seem to say this but I, my stats literally of showing the exact opposite you guys are crazier and crazier each year watching these live shows watching gear reviews hanging out learning how to mod stuff it seems that you know it, the interaction is great um so so that being said what reason why i'm on that tangent is to tell you knowing that what's weird is i've reached out to a ton of companies over the last year or two uh, since the sharpen my axe thing it seems to be the sensitive subject of the sharpen my axe um, because you guys seem to love them so much but yet when i talk to companies there is just no desire to sponsor that. And what I mean by sponsor is physical dollars. You know what I mean? Because dollars is how I can do it because everybody will send me a, a, some product, but 
but the problem is, is the work that it takes to do each video differently. If I have like one company sponsoring a product, the problem is, is that every video will be, oh, this week I'm going to sharpen this ax by using these exact pickups as I did the last two times in the last, you know what I mean? Every video will be the same. So that being said, a crazy viewer basically sponsored them. I don't know how to say it other than that. The viewer asked to be quiet or what do you call that? Uh, anonymous. They said they want to sponsor the channel and help. And, um, and, um, so yeah, uh, I'm not saying it's enough to sponsor, you know, a lot of them, but that's why you're going to see a bunch all of a sudden it's because a viewer did it. So that's what happened. Thank you. I don't know how to, in fact, I can't tell you guys much because they specifically said not to tell you anything. <laughs> So I, all I can tell you is they're, they don't work in this industry and they're not affiliated in music industry in any way. And they are literally a viewer. So crazy. Thank you. On that note, uh, what else do we got? Let's see. Um, I want to do a non super chat. I know I have a super chat penned whole, let's see. I'm looking for a question mark. Uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I might just grab a super chat uh, because, oh, uh, you know what? Hold on. I almost got it carried away. Michael, you had a second part of your question. The other question was, what do you recommend as a beefier neck than an ESP? A Vola guitar. So Michael, the Vola. Vola guitars to me, because you know uh, the one I bought, which is the Oz, is definitely an ESP guitar. I've owned a bunch of ESPs. I like them over the years. Um, you know, ESP is one of my favorite like brands, you know what I mean? For, you know, the high end Japanese quality, like, you know, Ibanez is always like a really great Japanese brand, but ESP has always been that, you know, just a little bit kind of more, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? Just a little bit, a little bit more, whatever that means. Uh, anyways, uh, the Vola is definitely like that. If you want any, uh, an ESP guitar that has a thicker neck, that is definitely the Vola for sure. Check them out for sure. Somebody posted on the Vola video that, uh, that I said that the necks are thicker and they said that, uh, they, they said that the necks are not thicker. Um, but you can look up online, their specifications, the necks are thick. They're thick necks. If you like thick necks, they're great. They're, you couldn't be happier. Quality guitar, thick neck, you know, and I wanted to check a Vola out. Uh, I seen so many videos on them. So I bought one and we checked it out and I can tell you, Quality is absolutely, like I said, everything I picked up when I tried them at NAMM, quality is great. The necks are a little chunky. If that's your thing, they're great. If it's not your thing, I just want you to be aware of it. So there you go. Okay. Uh, here's one. Uh, also, thank you for your videos, which are entertaining informational. I also wasn't thinking of sharpening video just in general. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Thank you, Michael. Either way, thank you. Uh, but like I said, please feel free to still send me a, an email if you're interested in submitting something. They, uh... Okay. <laughs> Ed said, everyone watch an extra video tonight. You know what, Ed? That's what's great. You don't have to do anything. You guys have already done it. Like I said, the stats don't lie. You guys uh, have been backing this channel pretty strong. I appreciate that. Um, so please take, relax, enjoy family time. Uh, so, um... Okay, let's look for a, a non-super chat. How are we doing on time? We still got good time. Okay. Okay. Um, no one brought up Black Friday sales. So I have that on my agenda. Let me look. 
What did I have? Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm going to bring this up. No one brought it up. Black Friday. Um, I got some emails about Black Friday deals. First of all, how I feel about Black Friday deals is that they'll they'll be here Saturday, Sunday, Monday as well. <laughs> so that's what I think about Black Friday deals. <laughs> I, I think I've said this before. I think you can get a deal on anything anytime you want it is because uh, we unless it's like the tickle me elmo of the guitar world um it won't which won't matter because it's going to be impossible to get no matter what it, the odds are anything you want to deal on you can get that deal on there's every once in a while there's a good deal on black friday i saw some some really interesting uh stuff you know where somebody was giving an extra five percent or something a little bit more but nothing to where like literally you know you'll be losing enough if you don't take advantage i said this before i'll say it again the your money will run out way before the deals ever do that saying, I wanted to talk about something I did see on Black, on a lot of these Black Friday deals as I took a drink. Hold on. That I want you to be aware of that I noticed that is kind of funny. I'm seeing a lot of what I call, and again, this is not a fact. This is just an opinion. So I don't want anybody, you know, tackling me. <laughs> fake sellouts, fake sold outs, sellouts. In other words, I see a lot of stuff on Black Friday, like sold out, sold out, sold out. And what I know is that's a technique that's used a lot in sales. You know, this whole like uh, they want you to see five guitars and two of them are now sold out so that you just go, oh, my goodness, I better hurry up and get these other ones before they're gone. Um, yeah, <laughs> don't worry about that. When you, I'm just telling you to, to, to be aware of the fact that it, we live in a world now where if, a, if you go to a store or an online seller and it's the product is sold out, sold out, sold out. Trust me, those products are available somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and odds are there's a good chance that those sell out, especially when you look like I looked at some online sales. So, you know, cause a lot of companies sent me a lot of links to share with you guys. I shared the link down below. Uh, Sweetwater asked me to put all the gear I've ever uh, reviewed on a list. So of course you guys could check it out and gives you guys ideas to buy stuff. And then if you buy that, there's an affiliate link. So I get a kickback or a little piece of whatever you buy, which is how affiliate links work. Um, so there's a link down there for that. Uh, I didn't post any of their, uh, black Friday sales just because like I said, if you guys buy, you should buy because you want to buy the thing, not because there's a deal on it. That's never seems to be the, the right logic for a lot of stuff. But that being said, what I noticed was a lot of retailers, especially a lot of them this year, a lot of stuff was immediately put up for sale, but then sold out. I'm like, yeah, I don't think that's really, <laughs> I don't think that's really as accurate as they're all suggesting. I could be wrong. I just wanted to give you an opinion. The opinions based on, you know, a decade and a half of retail sales experience in this industry. So I don't know. I'm just telling you my gut. So there you go. Uh, let's see. SD design says happy holidays. I wanted to a rack unit. Can you recommend an entry level budget user friendly, all purpose rack single processor? Thanks, man. That's, that's a tough question. <laughs> okay uh a rec an entry-level budget user-friendly all-purpose rack signal processor well here's what i can tell you sd design if you want new it's that's a tough question if you want use the world is your oyster the internet is uh, filled with single rack processor technology that you can buy for short money um i mean everything from you can get the old ada systems to all the digitech stuff to art art stuff will be two rack space but still you get the idea um, you can get the old Marshall stuff. Uh, so if you're looking for any rack gear, man, you need to be looking used. In fact, even if there is stuff new in the single rack space uh, 
platform, I would definitely suggest looking at the old stuff. So I just gave you a few. Here's what's great. If you go on Reverb or eBay or whatever your, your trusted source for used gear is, guitarcenter.com, although I'm not a big fan of Guitar Center lately. Um, they seem like the old curmudgeonly grandpa of the internet. Uh, I was watching Jared Dines and he was talking about the fact that he raised $70,000 to buy kids guitars. And he asked uh, Guitar Center if they would, you know, want to let him go there and buy guitars for kids and film it. And they said they don't allow filming in the store. I only laughed at that when he said that because I did a video with Marty Schwartz where we did a how to buy a guitar for a beginner and we asked Guitar Center and they said no as well. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell you guys that. I didn't clear that with Marty on his side. I hope he doesn't get upset at me sharing that piece of information, but um, it makes me laugh because it's like, it's really, it's like watching your curmudgeonly old grandpa. I don't want no YouTubers in my business to help me promote my product and sales. I mean, we're, it's weird to me to have such a, I think we've established at this point. I mean, let's be honest in the makeup industry, literally the YouTubers pushing makeup are, are causing a billion dollar industry. Our industry, it's like, I literally reach out to companies to give them free advertising. And they talk to me like I'm a, like, I'm like a little kid trying to like, I don't know, open a lemonade stand in front of their house. <laughs> I, I don't understand it. It's weird. So, um, but anyways, on that note, um, Definitely go to your trusted source for used gear. Type in some of the stuff I suggested, like the ADA preamp or the uh, Marshall preamp or, uh, you know, any of those rack processors, Digitech and that stuff. And more and more of that stuff will pop up. And, uh, oh, Rocktron makes some great, the Chameleon's a great rack mount unit. Again, great short money used. You can get that stuff uh, cheaper than sometimes you can get a good boutique pedal. So definitely check that out. Um what else? I know I got another super chat. It's HK. HK says, Hey, Phil got an Epi sixties tribute plus Les Paul. Uh, the neck, uh, doesn't, don't settle. I'm gonna say it doesn't settle. doesn't settle after a truss rod adjustment. Uh, I get gradual fret buzz on the top E and B low frets. Is the neck bendy or is it the roller bridge, uh, saddle at fault? Um, no, the question would be, so we gotta, we gotta discuss what you're saying. You're saying that basically when you make an adjustment to the truss rod, then the neck isn't settling. In other words, it's not staying in that spot. It's moving a little bit. So it's creeping in a direction either way. Um, it is possible there's an issue with the truss rod, although I don't think that's the case. Uh, the question would be how long are you waiting after and what are the, the conditions in which you're doing it? In other words, sometimes when it's really rainy uh, outside, I know that sounds silly, or if it's snowing where you're at and it's really dry. In other words, if it's consistent throughout the year or throughout the time, then you have an issue, but there's just certain times of the year where it's extra dry or extra wet, where you're going to have a little bit of a movement issue. My mirror, which I've always mentioned is one of my favorite guitars. That guitar just moves, man. As soon as it rains too much or it gets too dry, the neck makes a little adjustment. I have to adjust it. And I can tell you right now, 90% of my guitars need no adjustment throughout the year. So it's just one of those guitars that just moves a little bit. So that could be a little bit of the issue. The other thing is you might have to adjust your actions. That there's a little bit of play in there. I hate to say it. That's just not every guitar guitar will dial into the right spot. Um, so, so something about that, I doubt it would be your roller bridge. I don't know where, why the bridge would affect uh, that anyway. It'd be the movement of the neck. The other thing you might try, which is a thing that's a little scary, but when I mean scary, not like damage your guitar, but scary to do is because it's weird. Uh, adjust your neck, tune it up, and then take the headstock, grab the headstock. I'm going to use my phone. So this is your headstock on your, on your neck. There's your neck and you grab it and you just tug on it a little bit. I don't mean hard, just a little bit, just after you tune it, just tug on it. Just 
push on it a little bit and then check again to see if it moved. And that'll tell you a lot because you shouldn't be able to flex a, a neck very lightly, by the way, I'm, I'm talking about a little bit, you know, a little bit of pressure. Uh, you shouldn't be able to do that, but if it, uh, it shouldn't be able to change anything. If it does, that'll tell you that definitely some reason the, the truss rod's releasing a little bit. Um, also keep in mind too, the truss rod should not be holding the tension of the strings. The neck should be doing that. The truss rod should not be doing the work. The neck has to do the work and the truss rod's there to assist. So, um, so a lot of times if a truss rod's bad, it, it's not necessarily, sometimes you can have a truss rod's bad and not notice it because the neck's doing all the work. It's just, if your truss rod's bad and your neck's not doing well, then you have a double problem. It's possible. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. Um, we're doing on time. We got about three more minutes. Let's see. I want to do, uh, do, do, I want to do a non super chat. Let me do this real quick. I know I've been posting the comments, but I want to look in my other old screen cause it, it saves everything for me. Um, and I'm going to grab a couple real quick that are, that I can't find cause the new screen doesn't let me see all the super chats. Here's one. Um, Chuck M music said uh, for the tip jar. Thank you for all you do, Phil, man. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Um, and then I'm just going through real quick. Okay. Here's one. Uh, I, I like displaying them, but like I said, they, they kind of disappear. It's weird to me how they go away let's go to grumpy mike here's one from grumpy mike says just because uh he did super chat and he says thanks in advance for the pickup reviews some detailed videos on wiring would also be great yes well next next week's uh, super uh, uh next week's uh sharp my axe is a kind of interesting wiring kind of thing so yes the, and then the next one after that is a really detailed wiring thing so they're they're gonna definitely the four themes of the next ones are more extreme uh, James, uh, Shackleford says I bought, I bought an orange wood because of your Earl earlier video and I haven't been disappointed, uh, matches go acoustic in similar higher price range. Thanks. Yeah. I've at this point, I reviewed three orange wood acoustic guitars and I have to say, um, uh, slowly they, they, they have won me over. Does it make sense? Like I, I always talk about them, but I'm really talking about them like in the, I'm, I'm uh, like a surrogate. I'm letting you guys know my experience. So you guys can have reference in case you decide to buy one. But literally, like this last one that came, uh, I, I, it's amazing. I was, I've been playing it nonstop. <laughs> so, uh, and it's just really impressive. It seems like they're getting, uh, they were good and they're getting better. And it seems like a company that really just is focused on one thing and they're doing that one thing right. Um, let's see. Um, what else do we got? I just want to make sure I don't miss any of these. Okay, so Harmony Harmony Caster says I developed a neodymium based pickup for electric harmonica. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is Harmony Caster. Every once in a while he does a super chat to to kind of mention he's got the uh, the Harmony Caster thing. So it's a it's a Fender style single coil that sounds pretty good. Want to test a prototype? Um, so it's but it's electric harmonica. It's a it's a neodymium based pickup for my electric harmonica made fender style single coil. I got you. So it's a pickup. Um, if it's a pickup, uh, I would be interested. Just send me a, a message to ask your gear. Just put attention, uh, harmonic caster, and then I'll respond to you. And we can talk. So that's easy enough. Um, what else do we got? Hold on. 
just want to make sure I didn't really, like I said, I just don't want to forget any because I like the new screen where I get to display it, but I'm noticing that they get lost. So let's do a non super chat and that's how we'll end the day. Okay. So that way you guys can go back to hopefully spending time with your family. I'm going to watch the Mandalorian episode four because <laughs> my son's really into it. Oh, I'm enjoying it as well, but I mean, um, Oh, Nissan, uh, here, let's share this. Nissan, Nissan 570SLX says Sweetwater has a use section on the website. I think I, I think I saw that. I never really checked it out. So maybe we should all check it out. Maybe it'd be a good, um, you know, counterpoint to the used guitar center stuff, which I actually like the used guitar centers site, but, um, uh, but there's a counter like uh, here's a guitar center used lists guitars as mint condition when they are junk. Not a fan of the company. That is absolutely true. So, you know, and I mean, true meaning true statement in the idea that I've had that same experience. So I guess it's not absolutely true. It's just it is I've had the same experience. I've gotten product from them and the description was definitely way off. And I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because they're moving so much volume of used gear, but I don't know why guitar center cannot take a picture and focus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like every time I find a product use I want, it's either out of focus or it's, uh, you know, and it, so yes, I've gotten a couple used pieces of gear from guitar center where I was like, ah, yeah. Okay. So, um, which is why, so, you know, that's how I get in the trap. Cause I, I don't, I have money assigned. You know what I mean? I, you know, just like if you've been married for a long time, you guys will understand this. You have money and then there's community money. Does that make sense? Like you have money and you can spend that money on yourself. And then there's money for the family kind of thing. And then your wife has money for her stuff, right? It's like, you know, so I don't know how to explain it any other way than that. So what I mean by that is if I sell a guitar and it goes in the community pot of money, it's, I'm never getting that money back. Like it's going to be spent on something that we need probably or something, right? Family race. So I have like my own little kind of side money that I can use for my gear. And so when I buy something and it doesn't work out, I, I don't like to return the money back into the account because it gets used <laughs> and I can't get another piece of gear. So I always end up with a gift card or exchanging it for gear. Um, so, so, you know, I, I think it's funny. Um, so you guys, I've never, uh, I've never, uh, because of that, I've never done a refund. I've always done either in-store credit or another piece of gear. Uh, so I can keep churning my gear collection without it getting compromised back into the family budget. Cause like I said, I've learned every time it does, it gets, the money's gone. <laughs> so, um, okay. Let's do one more questions. <laughs> I got to share the joke because I'll, 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 I'll share the joke and then I'll defend it a little bit. Here you go. Uh, whoops. It was grumpy Mike. I was looking for where to robot. Well, we'll go to a robot master switch. I'd rather buy used so I can fix it than new uh, and be disappointed in it. Yeah. I, I buy, I buy a lot of stuff used if I can. Right. That's how it works. Um, you know what I mean? It's the best, it's the best way to save money in this industry, but yeah, sometimes, you know, but sometimes you have to buy new, just there's no way around it. Grumpy Mike, there it is. That's the one I was going to share. Uh, Grumpy Mike says, it's a Guitar Center's employee rule book. All used gear must be out of focus. It's funny. So, you know, what's funny to me is, uh, is uh, that's funny joke because it's kind of funny. But I will say this, in their defense, uh, I will say the reason I go back to them is because they do have sometimes some really great deals on used gear. That's that's one of the things that's nice. But yes, it's a little frustrating. It, but I think it's because they just do so much used gear. So, um, 
And then, oh, Hobby Knight. Hobby Knight says, I bought a PRS Vela on Reverb, and it was also on Sweetwater Used. Yes. Um, yes, because Sweetwater sells their used gear on Reverb as well. That I know because I bought a used piece of gear off of Reverb, and it came from Sweetwater. It physically came from Sweetwater. So that I know for a fact happened. That was two years ago that I did that. Um, I've also, also, I bought my red, my red Strat, I think with Rosewood Neck, I bought used off of Reverb and it came from Sam Ash. So definitely those stores use uh, Reverb as well. So uh, um, that's for sure. Okay. On that note, I think we're going to end it. Let's make sure I got everything. I talked about all my stuff I want to talk about. You guys asked all the questions you guys want to talk about. Um, so now we'll go and hang out with our families and stop talking about guitars. But before I go, I definitely want to say uh, thank you to everyone for hanging out with me on this uh, holiday weekend. I hope you guys have a great weekend as well. Thank you for supporting the channel. And uh, also I want to thank the, uh, the patrons that support the, the live shows. Cause it's a, it's a big part of this. It's the live show support group. It's uh, F crew, James Biles, Lawrence Petros, Rob, Martha, David Foy, Blake Bean, Derek Miller, Gene Graham, Michael Mooney, Alasdar McLeod, Bruce Collins, Andy Dennis, Gary Phillips, Sam Oram, Chief Squatch, Muse Guitarist, Bob Crosley, Todd Flowers, Tim Farnsworth, Zesty Basil Pizza, Greg Peterson, Dennis Prescott, Craig Parker, Lonnie Hoke, Joseph McCarthy, Anthony Desposito, uh, Brian Stewart, Kermit Jackson, Tim Camacho, Paul Ostreich, Michael Lidner, Jonathan Pickering, Bob Pickwode, Louis and Alvaro from Pedal Pal FX, Chris at the Guitar Pit, Jeff House, BB Ninja, Zachary Rowe, Justin Maid, and Jeff Thompson. And, uh, and then of course, uh, we're our two newcomers on the list, which is, they, they're not on the website yet, but they are on my new update list. And they are, because I don't want to get these wrong either, uh, we have M Martin Lee, and we have Jose Benito Martinez Jr. Thank you guys so much for joining the crew. Uh, thank you everybody who supports the channel, either through super chats or through just watching, commenting, sharing, uh, merch, every way you guys do to support this channel. I appreciate it in every way. You guys have an amazing weekend with your families or friends. And as always, thank you for your time and know your gear.